0: This is Popscast, Lakeview Christian Center's podcast for dads. I'm Nick Missios, coordinator of Lakeview's Pops Ministry. Every month I'll be sitting down with other dads discussing how we can better practically love and lead our families and talking through the highs and lows of what it means to be a dad. Welcome to the Popscast. I'm your host, Nick Missios, shaking off the rust after four long months of delays and hurricanes and whatnot. And I'm here with Lakeview's new director of children's ministry, um, and our POPs speaker from this past week, Ryan Lowe. Ryan, thank you for joining me, man.
1: Yeah, great to be here, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, I have so much I wanna talk to you about with your talk that we did. Um, It was great, I got good feedback from it. Um, I have good feedback for you from it, and I wanna ask you lots of things about it, but I I always put the dads through a certain amount of a uh, ringer when they start. So uh, tell me, aside from having five kids, um, well, start with your five kids. Tell me about about the kiddos you got.
1: Oh yeah, great. I love talking about my family. So Edward is twelve, and he is an avid reader. So he'll go through a pretty thick a uh, chapter book like in a day or a right, day or two. He just loves loves reading. Dang. Um, Haddon, um, he's just a deep thinker. He's eleven, and really enjoys things like Legos and um, also enjoys playing games so he's just a lot of fun. Mahaney is ten and she is the best helper anyone could ask for. She's just great with finding anything around the house that's needed or if I'm working on a project she's typically my my go-to go-to helper. Nice. Susanna just turned seven and she is a ton of fun. She like just really enjoys spending time with me, so anytime I'm home, she's she's typically underneath my feet in some form or another, um, as we're as we're hanging out. And then Quentin will be three in uh, January, and I'm obviously like partial, but he's probably one of the most intelligent like two and a half year olds I've, I've I've ever known. Like he'll like he seems to have this intuition about him that. If I need something, like like he's bringing it to me without me even asking him for that, or wow, um, so that's been that's been great. So, Creation and I—we've been married. It'll be 14 years in December. So, she um, really makes a family discipleship and our family life just the best. So, grateful to be partnering with her in this initiative.
0: That helps a lot, and it does. Um, Quentin, I love Quentin. He's he is. Astonishingly tall. I think he's taller than my five-year-old, who is noticeably <laughs> short. Um, he might be taller than me now at this point in time. Um, but yeah, you can tell there's something going on back there. The wheels are always turning. Yes. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, I always like to ask the dads, the next question is, tell me the daddest thing about you. Like, What is the kind of thing that if you had like a, a stereotypical suburban dad bingo card that you would have to like check off immediately?
1: Yeah, so for me, I, I think it would be um, any home project that I want to, to, to work on. Mm-hmm. I typically, on average, will make three trips to the hardware store. Yes. So I think I have everything I need, and then nope. And then I think I have everything I need, and nope, again, and then... Get the thing
0: the wrong size, or wrong yes. thread of screws. Oh, or I didn't
1: think it through the whole way. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: and you're smarter than me, you don't just like try to clutch it together. Like, I'm like, I'll make it work. Um, <laughs> Do you go to Home Depot or do you only are you loyal to just Lowe's because of the name thing?
1: So actually, I'm not getting any royalties from Lowe's. So um, <laughs> there's so a my, contract speak. Yeah, so my loyalties are more to Home Depot. Um, but at our last house, we were closer to a Lowe's. Gotcha. It was maybe a one minute drive from oh, the nice. house. nice. So that was that sounds that expensive. Was, that was great, yes. But, <laughs> uh, where we are now, Ace is the place. so oh. it's pretty close, but.
0: Ace Um, is the the kind of thing where it's like, I need this really obscure thing that I know they won't have at either Home Depot or Lowe's. Like, Ace has everything, but
1: it has like three of them. It's uncanny the amount of things I've been able to find at Ace that I never thought I would be able to find there. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, All right, now, what's the undaddest thing about you? And the the example I give is that I'm the dad who always walks around my house turning on the lights, Mm. uh, as opposed to the dad turns off all the lights in his house. I'm... I'm always annoyed. What, what, what would get your dad card taken away by the dad council?
1: So I'm actually not a big sports fan. Okay. And by, like, not a big one, I just don't really care for sports. So... Um, Do you
0: actively not care for them, or you just passively don't care
1: for It's them? more passive. So okay. I enjoy the fellowship that comes with, like, hanging out with someone. And so if they enjoy watching a game okay. or going to a game, like, I'm happy to go. Happy, like, be part of that. But... Um, but I'm not one to really ask about, like, like, oh, like, what's the score and who's winning? That's just not yeah. that's just not me. Were you ever or no? No. So I, I grew up, like, I, pl- I played sports growing up. So I did some Little League and some soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, with Little League, every single year I played, even T-ball, I would get hit in the face with the baseball. So nice. Like, I don't know if that maybe, like, turned it and then... Um, maybe another undad thing about me in, um, high school, I took stats for the soccer team. I was the team manager for that. So that's how I got my varsity letter. Do any of your kiddos do sports? So we had them in urban dance. Um, there's a guy from our last church who, um, he helped out in children's ministry and he also, um, taught uh, martial arts and uh, urban dance. So they took urban dance from him. And so... I think there's like a, a pickup football team that the boys are doing um, since we've moved here. Oh, cool. But, um,
0: but no. Yeah, I, I've cared a whole lot more about sports, I think, before before marriage and definitely before kids. And I think I just got too busy to care about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm, that's not finding fault with dads who do and, and dads that, you know, connect around it. Um, I know the guys, and we'll talk about organized sports later, I'm sure. But uh, there's a guy whenever I drive out of my neighborhood, I think I've talked about this on another podcast, where he's... Every time I pass by, he's playing pitch and catch with his kid out in the mm. front yard. And I'm like, oh, man, he's so much better of a dad than I am. And I don't know. He might be a terrible dad otherwise. But mm. I'm just like, oh, I want to I do that, you know. Um, and it's one of those things you realize, like, you you can't be every, every dad, you True. know. There's the, there's the pitch and catch dad. There's the board game dad. There's the, uh, you know, teaching your kid how to code dad. Like, there's just so many dad things you can mm-hmm. do just in terms of the extracurriculars mm-hmm. that, like, you're going to miss things. And yeah. that's, you know.
1: I actually can't throw either. So, really? I mean, funny story I was um, hosting a get together at, at a house um, when we were in Corpus Christi, Texas, and my uh, my manager was was there and he's like, Ryan, throw me that football. So I threw him the football and he just fell over on the ground laughing at my throw. So ever since then, I've <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't throw balls. There.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, that's, yeah, that's a, those are some pretty, that's a, that's a solid dad resume right there. But both, both the things that you, that your stereotypical dad and undead thing are very like, those are strong. <laughs> that's the best answers that I've had so far. Um, so you talked to us about, and I'm going to pause here to talk nomenclature or terminology here. Uh, what would you say the topic you discussed Saturday or last Saturday was?
1: Yeah, so I think family discipleship, I think there's a lot that, um, you know, just could be unpacked by that, mm-hmm. that term. And I really think the whole goal or point is like growing families for the glory of God. So right. sometimes we try to compartmentalize family discipleship into uh, like a bedtime routine or a, like a dinnertime routine or a morning um, routine. And I think... I think the reality is, and the pattern that we see in Scripture is just the importance that um, family discipleship is taking place in throughout our entire lives. We're, right. we're in a constant state of of family discipleship, and so um, it's just it's vitally important that we're not trying to like. Uh, just compartmentalize that time into the okay, I'm doing family reception because I spent these ten minutes doing this, right. uh, the the singing, the scripture reading, and um, and the prayer. So, so I th- I think uh, I think for me that's been just a helpful category. Of so some of those moments maybe like
0: you know bedtime prayer or um, or. Devotional time after dinner, or whatever it is, those might be elements of and pieces and parts of the larger atmosphere of the mission of family discipleship, discipling that family.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And um, just through the talk, as we we looked at Deuteronomy and um, just looking at um, bedtime routines and mealtime routines, like on the road. So, I mean, they didn't have cars back then, but we have cars today. And so, what is our. Like a travel time look like and taking advantage of those things as we um, what do you ha, let me ask this, how do
0: you utilize your travel time uh, I'm curious so yeah so about
1: we've that. done um, audible books okay. through our travel time and like we're in book four of the wing feather saga Woo-hoo. right now so um, that's been really fun we're actually leaving on Sunday for Florida uh, right. for a week so we'll be nice. attending the pastor's conference there and
0: is um, that, just, where is that in Orlando?
1: Orlando, yes, cool. and also spending some time with the kids. We're going to take the whole family, so we'll probably be able to finish the, the book on the nice. drive there. And you back. will not be so disappointed. Looking forward to that. It's really good. It's great. Uh,
0: have you have you encountered the Withywindle podcast? We haven't. Yeah, I have not. Uh, it is great. Um, it it's a it's run by this these guys from a bookstore in North Carolina, and they are part of the Cersei Institute. And they, um, they have a, a, a grown-up book club podcast. where they talk to authors and book analysts, and they talk about books. They'll read through a book, a few chapters per episode, and discuss the book. Well, they did a spin-off kids one. And so uh, the first book this season they did was E. Nesbitt's um, The Railway Children, not to be confused with The Boxcar Children. Mm. The second one they're in the middle of, which is Charlotte's Web, um, but what they do is they they're, they're goofy, they're dads. And so there's dad jokes and, and uh, they talk about what they're eating and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then they'll talk about the book and then they'll have a famous author or illustrator on and they'll talk with them just kind of about their creative process and what they like to read and what they like to write and how they do things. Um, and it's really interesting. My, my daughter, my 10 year old daughter, Evangeline loves to, uh, loves to write, loves to read. Um, and so for her... It's interesting to hear, kind of see behind the curtain of some of these folks. So, like Andrew Peterson was on mm. there, or um, Glenn McCarty, or Jennifer Trafton, and some of these really great authors, and kind of ask, "Hey, what's the what's the secret sauce? What do you do? How do you know when you're done? How do you how do you practice? You know, when did you start?" Uh, for a budding writer, it, it can be really helpful. So it, and it's 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 silly. You got to get through some of the goofiness of it, but it's it's good. Uh, you know, if you guys finish the book and have some time, I, I recommend uh, the podcast. Uh, We read along the book, too, which is kind of cool. We read uh, Railway Children and listened to the book along with it. So it worked out kind of cool. That's great. Um, So driving, yeah, good books um, and conversations. Do your kids ever just like to sit and talk in the car? Yes. Just be like, can you turn (laughs) off the music? I'm just going to talk, you know. What do you all talk about in the car? Who Um, sets the agenda? Is it you setting the tone or is it just, hey, it's time to pepper Dad with questions because he... (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's typically the latter. So they'll ask me, like, what was your favorite movie when you were growing up? Or what was your favorite food when you were growing up? And so they just, like, just try to learn more about me. And um, so that's just been... Fun to try to think of. Them. Well, what was my favorite movie? Anyway. <laughs> it, you know, it's like when you're thinking about something that they have a kids have
0: an, an innate knack for timing their questions. So, like, just when your mind gets like settled back into a groove, they know to pop it back up mm-hmm. with a question. Right? I'm doing hand gestures, <laughs> so they'll rev up your brain again. You have to think and answer it, and then as soon as you're done, they'll ask it again. And uh, yeah, if you're trying to think about something in a car full of kids, they're going to have questions for yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Um, I found this helpful. Just be like, if it, once you answer a question, say next question. Like you're, in a, like you're in a press conference. All of a sudden, you're on the offense. and they, It's like when somebody says, hey, say something funny. And you're like, I, I, I don't know. There you go. That's what your kids do when you say that. Yeah, question.
1: that's great.
0: Um, so you talked about kind of these kind of moments of family discipleship. Mm-hmm. So some of the, the habits, the patterns that are there. Um, can you talk me through the, the family worship part the, or the family devotional part, whatever you use for that? Again, there's so many terms sure. that like, people kind of just know generally what you're talking about but that moment where you guys sit down and discuss um discuss god's word discuss god's purposes on this earth as a family intentionally aside from kind of making it the water that you swim in Mm -hmm. making there actually be like hey this is what we're talking about Yep. what does that look like for you guys personally as a family
1: yeah, so that's evolved over the, over the years just as the kids have continued to grow. So there's certain study materials that are more age appropriate for younger kids mm-hmm. than, than for the older ones. Um, what was great when we started um, attending um, our church in Frisco, Texas, they were going through the Gospel Story curriculum. And that gotcha. curriculum has uh, a complementing... Uh, devotional um, series uh, Long Story Short or Old mm. Story New and so those have been phenomenal they, they take ten minutes it was the Old Story News one of the resources that we gave away at the at the pop stock yeah. and so it's 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 ten minutes it's a quick little it's a quick little reading there's scripture that you read too and then you um, walk through the questions and it's great because the answers are right there in parentheses always and, nice um, so that, that's helpful, especially for um, for dads who, who maybe this hasn't been a practice or maybe they're new believers and don't necessarily mm-hmm. um, have that experience of, of a long time of, of, of reading. So we just really appreciated um, that, um, that curriculum. Um, and then with that, just, I mean, we have as I mentioned just kids at age from twelve to three, and so trying to mix that up to keep everyone engaged. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I found that I would I would try to ask a question that the answer would either be Jesus or God for for Quentin, and he just gets really excited when it's his turn to answer a question. And then, um, and then more recently, just finding the um, maybe they need to ask maybe a more difficult question for for Edward. Um, like this has been his like third year reading through the Bible and Mm -hmm. so this also just is a a way of of, like just gauging some of his reading comprehension as he's been going through that so I might ask like um, like well where did the wedding of Cana take place And so that might be part of where the reading is but um, just seeing if he's remembering um, some of these things just from his reading
0: I'm just impressed that your kids don't answer the questions that you asked Quentin specifically because I have such a hard time. We were reading last night. We're reading The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, and I read all three of the kids Mm -hmm. together because I just – I used to split them up, but it just ended up taking like an hour every night, and I love my kids, but like I can't do that every single night. So half an hour we'll read usually. And we got to the scene in the first, we're just not too far in, and where they're going through the, by the withy window actually, and the willows, and they're falling asleep. And Emmett used to love the Wizard of, Bo- Wizard of Oz. He would listen to the audiobook all the time. And I'm like, hey, Emmett, does this remind you of anything? Because they're all <laughs> falling asleep. And I can't, and the kid's are like, Wizard of Oz. I'm like, I'm, I prefaced the question with Emmett. Like, <laughs> can you please? I'm throwing Emmett a bone here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. His his listening comprehension is really great. My wife I just noticed it today. She's working school with him. She's like, he just he remembers everything, like wording. I was like, yes, it's, it makes it easier for reading, bumping him up to their level. Excellent. Uh, it's it's it is nice.
1: Yeah. So that's not without its challenges, obviously, at the dinner yeah. table where you have to preface the kids. So like wait, this pause is for questions? Sure. You
0: guys do that at dinner table after you're done. We
1: do after dinner. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I um, found well, that's just when. When I'm home more for dinner than I am other meals sure uh, yeah, so that's the time that we found the best time to do to do this and um, But yet we would um, just Like almost have to pull the reins in from the other kids who are just so <laughs> excited to get him involved in the process yes. too and um, so they might uh, overstep and yeah. Start signing the answer for him, or trying to give him like, can you say God? Can you say like we're gonna let Quentin answer the question now? <laughs> it's his Quentin's turn.
0: Um, do you take turns? You ask each do. kid a question. Cool. Yes. Just make sure everybody gets...
1: Everyone wants a question. So um, some of the questions, there there may only be three of them. So Mm -hmm. when you have five children, you just have to come up with another one. Or maybe even break one up into two different parts. um. Oh, and so, I
0: mean, you know, resources are great for getting things started. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going through a book by Ruth Cho Simons and Troy Simons called Foundations. And it's 12 foundations for your family, starting with, you know... um, Love God with everything you have, and, you know, hate sin, especially your own, and build one another up, and it's all, there's a memory verse for each chapter, each foundation, and then, um, but, and there, it's good material, and if you're, guys, if your wife likes pretty watercolor-y type things, it's got pretty watercolor <laughs> flowers all over it, uh, it's good material, but every once in a while I'm like a question, like, ah, I don't really love these questions, so you just go off the cuff, like, yeah. no, no, no resource is perfect, they're yeah. good, foundation. They're a good building block for working off of but sometimes you just have to you know, go rogue or maybe you know where your kids are in a situation. You're like, actually, you know, talking about building one another up, for example, but we've had a lot of conflict between these two kids. Mm. How do we, how do we use this to, to break into what's going on there? You know? Absolutely. Um, Cause at a certain point in time, those authors don't know your kids, you know, and they don't know how to tailor that question. That's mm. going to touch your kids hearts yes. in, in the right way. You know?
1: Um, and change happens in the specifics too. So, yeah. as we can be, you know, just discipling our kids in specific ways, I think the, the Lord has, I think, just uniquely gifted us in ways to care for the children whom He has given us. Right. And so it's just it's that's just an important thing to think through. It's like they're our responsibility to care for. Um, and what the Lord has called us to do, He's also given us the grace to do too, and yeah. that's why doing this in a community is also important, so sure. that you can hear from other pops or dads yeah. or others who are along that journey with you to get that encouragement and yeah. uh, care for your kids in those specific you know.
0: ways. And you talk about you know discipling them specifically. It's like you have specific kids, and I find that. I have to seasonally disciple in specific areas Mm -hmm. um, because our kids are not perfect and they are not perfect in a variety of ways. And you can encounter many of those ways over the course of the day. Um, And if you correct and try to discipline every single instance of every single thing that pops up, you're going to end up with, with a really browbeaten kid who Mm. feels like they can't, they can't, do anything right right and that's not what you want to build you want them to know there's sin in there you want them to know that they can't overcome it without jesus yeah. um, but you don't want them to feel like man i just get everything mm-hmm. wrong i'm not and and to to heap the guilt that comes on the shame that comes with that and so sometimes it's like i, I have to know hey i mean, and john and i will talk about this like hey i'm seeing this in this kid can pretty consistently um not saying let him go free reign and everything else but like Let's save, like, the, the real talks yep. for, like, for that thing because yeah. that's the one that I'm concerned about most or maybe it's just, it's it's the one that's impacting most yeah. in, in, you know, the family life or maybe just the one that, that's just most prevalent at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a way to say, hey, we're working on this together. You even let them know that. I yeah. think um, that's,
1: that's the best way to show them love, too. Yeah. It's, like, like really when we, when we see our, our child in an opportunity for... Um, For discipline, it's always discipline. Um, But like in the in those moments, we have the option of, okay, in love, I'm going to lovingly correct in in this area, or in love, I'm going to choose to overlook a multitude of sins. Yeah, recognizing that love needs to be the motivation behind um, both of those, not anger, not laziness. Right. Yeah. It's It's like I don't feel like dealing with this, (laughs) or this
0: is just yeah, just yelling to make yeah. Taking the time exactly yep. um, to slow down and do it right, whether it's um, yeah, you know, whatever you, however you discipline your kids. I'll tell you what, I, I find myself to be, um, I will talk at my kids. I don't know if you're this way, but like I'm sure my kids are was like, just spank me. Like, <laughs> 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 oh my goodness, it's been 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just i like, hey, I need to see them clicking with you on something. Um, but uh, no, I definitely, I think that's, and, and I think there's a there's a virtuous cycle that happens there too. That in these family discipleship moments, in these moments of um, getting together at the dinner table or riding in the car and answering questions, or we'll talk about Saturday mornings um, in a second. Um, when you're when you have them one on one, getting to the heart of what's there, mm-hmm. so you can know what to correct how you can see the roots under the fruit, you know, cause it's easy to assume what the, what the fruit is telling you about the roots, right? Like yeah. he does this or she does this. I bet that's this. It might be, mm-hmm. but it might be something you're not thinking about. Yep. You may need that one-on-one time to really get to what, where are you coming from with yep. this, yep. you know? Um, and teamwork on that front too is great because have you ever been in a situation where like your wife, like you're coming at one angle and your wife comes from another, another angle and you're like, Oh my goodness! I missed that. You're totally right. You know, it's,
1: yes, that that happens all the time. Krisha's right. Right, it's like ninety percent <laughs> of the time. I just typically. said different, man. I didn't say right or wrong. Yeah. She's a she has a she master's is. in elementary education. She's she does
0: gonna be right more than you. Yes. Um, in this in this regard, probably so. You know. Um, uh, talk to me about your Saturday morning. So we've talked sure. a little about this. What do you guys do one on one? You and the kiddos. How do you do sure. That's mm-hmm.
1: great. Yeah. Yeah, so we alternate Saturdays, so one Saturday will be with the boys, the, the two older, older boys. Um, the following Saturday will be with the two, um, the, the two girls, so um, I haven't um, drawn Quentin into this yet. I tried taking him a couple times, but um, it, it just seemed to be a, a distraction for the sure. time, yeah. and so. Um, so for the girls, uh, we've gone through I think the, like, the Lightkeeper series mm-hmm. on um, like ten girls who like made a difference or gave everything right. or did something. So um, so that's been good just to hear about like women of faith who um, gave their lives to what the Lord would would have would, would call them to. And so um, so I think this last time, we, Susanna was excited because we read about Susanna Spurgeon. and <laughs> So um, all of our kids have been named after pastors or pastor's wives. And so uh, Susanna was named for Susanna Spurgeon. So she was really excited to
0: read. Who's Quentin named
1: after Um, Quentin was actually a third century missionary to the Gauls. And um, he was um, told not to um, evangelize and he was imprisoned for that. He was released, again, told not to, and continued to share the gospel and um, he was imprisoned again and then tortured and beheaded so um, um, we we like the name Quentin um, also because it means five uh, um, okay but um, his middle name is David after just some very dear friends of ours who are missionaries in Cameroon okay so gotcha. he's cool. named after two cool. missionaries. Very then. Cool.
0: So. I just like the name more. Uh, yeah. Atticus's middle name is Quinn mm. um, so there's some some in yeah. there um, so, anyway, so you'll get together with the boys, get together with the girls separately. Yep. Um, so the
1: girls' time, we, like, I was having, um, like, like, during our drive to wherever, um, mm-hmm. or even when we arrived at the coffee shop, mm-hmm. then um, I typically have Mahaney read the um, the whatever it was, and so I think that would help with her, mm-hmm. like, reading comprehension, but yeah. I felt like I was losing Susanna a little bit in that, and so... Um, the last few times, um, Susanna's actually read, mm-hmm. and so it's it's been a much longer process as she's still getting up to speed on reading sure. fluency and things yeah. like that. But she's doing a great job with with it. And um, and then um, I'll typically ask like, what's one thing that they remember from the uh, from the reading, and um, talk through there's some questions that they have there, and um, and so. So that's been almost like a like a like a springboard. Then into um, we have our kids do quiet times um, mm-hmm. each morning, and so it's just also an opportunity to hear from them about what they're reading and what they're yeah. what they're learning, and then also to hear from them about uh, things that they're they're doing in school or um, some like topics related to friendships or relationships sure. or. Like how things are going with with mommy or with grandma or right. um, just to draw them out to just just hear from them about what's
0: what's yeah.
1: what's good in their lives, what's hard in their lives, what's sad about their sure. lives, and so um, so even in moving here, just asking like, well, what are some of the things that you like about like this area, or what are some of the things that you miss about um, about our our old house, and um, like one of the things that. Um, Mahini shared is that she really missed the climbing tree that we had. And so with Hurricane Ida impacting us, we're in a rental house now, and it has an amazing climbing tree. So oh, that's nice. Just to see, I mean, the Lord's, the Lord's grace in promise. providing, yes, yeah. in the midst of, of those things. And then with the boys, we've done a number of different um, studies. We we did J.C. Riles. Uh, and they're older, you, obviously. So you they they are, yeah, 12 and 11, yeah. Um, we went through uh, Wayne Grudem's like decaf decaf book on like uh, Christian, Christian beliefs. Christian beliefs, that's like, um, yeah. So a theology book there, just try to give them a foundation for uh, for that. And now we're going through a story, the story we told. Um, by, I think Greg Beal, and that's been good. It's just been a walk through the New Testament books in light of the Old Testament. So um, just neat to see like Edward and Haddon in, in their reading, like how mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah, I remember that from. Like from this part or from, yeah. from this. And so I think it's a, it's a Bible survey type book, but, um, but that's just been uh, really neat to just make connections to Jesus throughout the entirety of Scripture. Um,
0: All right, so in you talking, uh, three questions pop to my mind. Wow. Um, one, I want to say for last, because it's a good segue question. Um, the first one is so you take the kids, you take the boys, and you take the girls. There may be some dads asking, why doesn't Creesha
1: sure. go with the girls? Yeah, so we homeschool, and so in the mornings, Creesha typically has um, some sort of a spiritual formation. I guess that's a fancy word for family discipleship. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> that's the one you do with a college credit. Yeah, in. sorry. Um, uh, aspect. So, um, like, she's taken them through. Um, uh, we had, like, Theology. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Marty Machowski. Correct, yep. And she's also done The Young Peacemakers, uh-huh. um, Ken Sandy's um, series there, which is great on, on conflict. So um, so she'll she'll do um, a reading with them, typically in the mornings, after they've done their the quiet time. I need
0: to get that Young Peacemakers. I mean, I'm not trying to throw my kids under the bus here, but, um, you know, so much of it, I have, I have much less trouble with my kids not listening to me than I do with my kids not getting along with each other, you know. So um, other parents might have different ways where their kids conspire and get along great. To, a, to a <laughs> um, Next qu- So, uh, you know, I guess my thought is in situations where that's not the case, you know, maybe a mom does mm-hmm. want to go out with the girls or great. vice versa. You know? We've started doing something on Saturday morning similar, but what will happen is we just kind of alternate. So Angel and Evangeline will go one day, then me and Atticus the next, then Angel and Emmett. And then we'll tag out, so it'll be me and Evangeline. So we get at least every couple months, we'll get time with that kid one on one. It's great. Um, and then the fourth Saturday usually pops. Um, sure. So, but just kind of getting that that touch point. We have three, and again, the boys are. When they, say they get older, we may put them together, you know. but We'll yeah. um, see. Um, the next question was about uh, quiet times in the mornings. Sure. How's that presented to your kids? Um, how do you guys, is there an accountability process for that? What does that look like?
1: Sure, yeah. So again, that's evolved through the years, too. So just starting them out with, you know, like beginner Bibles and mm-hmm. they just like having a set time where they're like sitting with, with you. While, mm-hmm. um, so like when when Krish is up in the morning, the kids are up really early for kids. And like what time do I mean, your kids make up? It's typically about 6. Yeah, and like then my boys 30, are the same six, way. So Even the um, boys? Yes, they can actually get up before the girls too.
0: Evangeline got to just decided got to like the tween years and started sleeping later, hmm. but we've always had early risers. I've got friends whose kids sleep till like nine o'clock, and I'm just like, I, like, I don't even. It's like you put a cheat code in your parenting. I don't I <laughs> Understand it? Like, how does it? How does that work? Um, so they'll get up. early. That's good though, because if you want them to be doing Bible reading with you, in some ways, that's keeps yes. you accountable, and it, they get they get to watch it. You know? Yes.
1: So. So that's been um, that's been good. So just starting them out with like a beginner Bible, where they can look through the pages, and obviously their like their age depends on how much they have um, with their attention span sure. that, that way. But um, yeah, so from like like six to twelve, when they can start writing, um, mm-hmm. I guess before then, um, like the Jesus Storybook Bible or the Big Picture. Um, um, Bible are are also sort of like really good intermediate uh, mm-hmm. resources. Maybe like four to six, yeah, um, age four to six, where there's more pictures and um, in the books. But then like six to twelve, like when they can actually start writing, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's David Murray has a couple really good resources where you can go through the Bible in a year. So it's meeting yeah. with Jesus or exploring. I think it's exploring the Bible is the other one. Um, and so those have... And they're aimed
0: at kids? They
1: are. And it's almost like you read through a bi- the Bible in a year, at least with exploring the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, but just touching on the highlights throughout that, that time. And so there's um, there's a scripture, there's like questions that they ask about the scripture, mm-hmm. and just a place for them to fill in the field, and then... Um, and then also an opportunity to take sermon notes. So okay. so we started that with them at our previous church. We'd have them go to children's ministry first service and then second service they would sit with us and use their um else to take to take notes. Um so, that
0: way. so your kids are perfect and do this perfectly every day and never never sleep in, never just Goof off so
1: instead. I, I think like it's just, it's become a, a pattern. It's like what we do. And yep. so for them, um, it's, I don't say it's like a, a more natural thing, but it's like, like the same as like, have you brushed your teeth? Like, have you yeah. done your Bible reading? Like, have you, yeah.
0: Um,
1: so, and it's typically something we ask them to do um, like before they have their breakfast. So, okay. um, which is, which is a little bit of an incentive that way. And then, Mahaney um, will actually check Susanna's work, so there's just another <laughs> level of accountability there from, from her sister. That to, is not one thing is, that I need to build in my 10-year-old right now is checking know, in on the yeah, others. There's, there's, there's accountability
0: um, that way. I need her, I need her checking <laughs> in on herself more. Um, so, okay. Um, all right. So then the other thing you mentioned, I like all that, and I want to try to do all of that, and it's daunting, and I've got to figure out how to do it. Um, one thing that you said though, you mentioned you were doing, when you're having Mahaney read and then you switched to having Susanna read in the car, right? And it just got me thinking, then you said something else recently, like we started doing this and then we switched, right? And so what that tells me is that you've got an intentional pattern and you've got a mission here that's guiding this thing, but you're also recalibrating, you're taking stock, you're assessing and you're shifting. Uh, as you need to. So that leads me into the question of this is a lot of cool stuff, right? So this is kids reading the Bible every morning. If you told me, hey, your kids read the Bible every morning, you do, you know, family discussion about Jesus every night at dinner time or even a few nights a week, and then you're spending quality time one-on-one or two-on-one once a week, I'd be thinking, man, that's, that's awesome. That's great. Um, tell me why that won't work. Tell me the things that I'm going to run into, and I want to break it into two categories. Things that I can't help but run into things that are going to happen to me no matter what, and that are going to be challenges. And then we'll talk about challenges that I can avoid. So let's sure. so talk to me about like what's going to mess this plan up, yeah, and what so have you think, to overcome, and how'd you do that?
1: Yeah, so I think I think in this the like the Lord gives us um, a lot of areas of, of responsibility, and I think I think with that there there needs to be a level of of wisdom and how we're looking at the. And stewarding the responsibilities that, that he's given us, and so, so finding like even with the um, like the dinner time devotions, like what happens when we're not eating dinner together, like right. we're not doing devotions is yeah. really the answer. And so, recognizing that on, on on weeks that are that are busier, what does it look like for us to like still have family discipleship as a lifestyle and not this legalistic like mm-hmm. we have to do this um, yeah this approach and so so with that um, like like I love the like the old story new curriculum day three is always on the gospel and mm-hmm. so if there's one week where we're sitting down to to dinner together like that that's my go-to I'm just going straight there to yeah just ensure that we're we're, we're hitting we're hitting that and so so I think I think with that we have um, just so sometimes we have work responsibilities, right. like you're going to Baton Rouge for yeah. a work trip, like coming up. So, yeah. uh, where you won't be home to like to do something like that, and just right. recognizing right. that, uh, that's why we have to pursue and approach family discipleship as a lifestyle, and not as this set like five minutes, and I have to do right. this or this ten minutes or or right. whatever. Like it really needs to be a um, a lifestyle of of discipleship and so when it's like a a few nights a week that that you're missing i think that it can be an opportunity for self-reflection like why is it that we're yeah we're missing these things to maybe like reprioritize so like, you can quote me as saying, I don't hate extracurricular activities, I but extracurricular. I don't <laughs> hate extracurricular activities. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really thinking through, like, how the extracurricular activities are impacting our opportunity for family discipleship. Right. And and are we using... Um, like even those routines as opportunities to build healthy routines in in our family discipleship. Like what's to say you couldn't do the devotional 10 minutes before practice starts? Right. Like leave 10 minutes early, grab your fast food or whatever you're doing right. to get there and sit in the car or like take a blanket and sit outside the car and, and yeah. like do the reading there or mm-hmm. like even use as an opportunity to invite like the... Uh, sports team members to join you in um, in that and come up with questions for them to answer that uh, you could use that as an evangelistic opportunity too but just recognizing that this that this is a lifestyle it's not just a a segmented part of um, of our lives
0: yeah if you think of it kind of like like financial stewardship it's like it's not oh I tithe so the rest of it I can do whatever I want with no like all of this is God's. <laughs> you, this is with this ten percent percent and then the the other ninety percent oh that's His too and how yeah. do we serve Him with it? And it's, I think the t- our time is the same way you know and whether it's with our family and the, or doing the things growing ourselves um, in godliness in a variety of ways. Um, it's like hey how do I budget my time? You know just like we just like we re- we revisit our, our financial budgets or should. On a somewhat regular basis, um, revisiting your your schedule. I feel like I do it every like it's weird. It's like every nine months. It's not even like a a, an interval that makes a whole lot of sense with the calendar. But every nine months, I'm like uh, I feel like I'm missing something. Um, I need to tweak. What's you know where am I going off the rails and assessing? Uh, You guys are going vacation soon. How does how do y'all do with vacations? Same deal. Is it do y'all bring your stuff with you and do it? Yeah. Yes, because those will throw off a rhythm real fast if you.
1: Yeah, so in the family, we were displaced for a month from yeah. the hurricane and so just took the Bibles and things like that with us there yeah. and just continued think about that. The, the the practice there. So, I think that's what's what's helpful. Like when it becomes a like a, a, a pattern, um, right. I think that's that's something that's I think helpful in keeping the the cadence that way while also. Mm. Like not becoming like legalistic about um, about that that there's this grace for this it's a marathon not a sprint and I think just the question is just in some evaluation is like what's our trajectory look like like are we moving in the right direction here or like has have we. just you know just observed patterns in our lives that you know maybe we do need to make some some tweaks or changes here because our trajectory right now isn't isn't a healthy one for right for the good of our kids and what the Lord has called us to do and and discipling them absolutely
0: yeah Um, I know that for me there is this I say this feeling of when you get started especially it's like this feels weird and feels phony in some ways um for us advent was a big thing like starting an advent devotional just doing that and the kids get and like doing doing it up like doing with candles and all you know um it built a pattern in the kids they expected it and then we finished and christmas passed and the kids were like what are we doing next it's like
1: oh great you caught it you know yep um so spoiler alert yeah. Um, coming up in LCC Kids, um, starting December fifth, we're doing an Advent curriculum during on our Sunday morning time. So cool. we're gonna have skits and songs um, before every um, class for the um, the Kinder through through sixth grade, and we're going to go through uh, prepare him room the mm-hmm. Advent curriculum. And what's great about that is actually I actually already ordered um, the complementing. Uh, family devotional so oh, we're going to cool. be giving that away as a gift to awesome. to the parents so hopefully help you know just build some memories during the holiday time and mm-hmm. also maybe help um, just establish some healthy habits and then um, we're going to roll right back into old story new come january and so um, for those who maybe didn't get a chance to attend the talk and would like an old story new devotional just connect with me i'd have plenty of copies would love to get one of these into your hands so I'm just yeah
0: you know. if you guys yeah uh, Ryan was was making it rain books uh, <laughs> <laughs> at, uh, at Pops um, I think you still have that bruise from the one that hit you yeah in the head. And one hit me in the head yeah. um, it was yeah if you find Ryan he will connect you with good resources and resources aren't everything slapping resources in somebody's hand is is not the be all end all of, of leadership and discipleship and, uh, and Ryan doesn't treat it like it is but um, Ryan's one of these guys I found quickly is like, ooh, this book's awesome, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, or if you read this, or we're doing this, he's got a plan. That's if you came, it's one thing you noticed was that Ryan has a plan. Um, <laughs> he's he's well thought out and organized. Now he did have four months to work on this, so uh, so I would have been surprised if it wasn't as planned as it was. Um, but uh, no, it was, it was excellently done. And so I recommend you guys watching that and, and you'll hear a lot of the stuff that, that we talked about here. Um, I want to circle back to the question about things you can avoid and talked a little bit about not letting um, extracurriculars get in the way. Any other things that are going to make this hard or make this fail that we need to keep an eye out for either situationally or, sure. or even from a, a character or, or a personal standpoint, like if this if this shows up, you're gonna have a problem. Um,
1: yeah, I, I mean, one thought is is um, like sometimes we can believe the lie that like I'm gonna look like a dork if I do this with my kids, and you already do. Yeah, I think that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I was just directed at Ryan, which is always the case. Right? Yeah, both. <laughs> um, but I but I think that I think as like. Kids typically love the engagement. Um, yeah. I mean, if you think of, think about it, like as as much as we put screens in front of them, there's just such a need for us to have like eye contact and connection yeah. with our kids. And so this is an opportunity where we, we're we're putting down the devices and we're we're connecting um, with them. And mm-hmm. um, and it may be it may be difficult. You may have older kids who's like, look, this is really dumb. Well, like. An option there is: well, have them lead it. Like yeah. have them do the reading. Have yeah. them, like, lead the younger kids if if that's the case. Um, have them ask you the questions and to see yeah. how how well you've Real done bad. with your uh, um, um, listening compre- comprehension. Um, so. I think
0: though, I think what you said though, was right. So we were doing this Reformation Day performance Sunday, and a few of us guys are are dressed head to toe as he looked great as reformers and I was (laughs) Ulrich Zwingli and we had John Calvin and John Knox and all these folks here and you know we're in the in the in the green room waiting for our go ahead time and I think we all just realized and kind of acknowledged together was this is ridiculous (laughs) and the only way to make it awesome is to just lean into the ridiculousness you know and I think as a dad sometimes you're like like in all seriousness like you're not going to do anything that makes them think that you're super cool. Mm-hmm. Like that ship has sailed yeah. your dad. So if you're, if you're trying to be like, Oh, I'm super cool for my dad, like for my kids, like, like even the coolest dad in the world, like he's still dad, you know? Yeah. And, um, you hear famous actors talk about that. Like, yeah, I'm, i athletes. Like I'm, I'm just dad to these guys. And, and they probably still get embarrassed about me just like anybody else's kids do. So like, don't let that be a hindrance. I would think, you know, yeah. just, Lean in, you know?
1: and I think that's why like the Saturday morning thing that we do is so helpful. Just it's just an opportunity for us to connect, um, that I think helps to build and foster those relationships for for connecting in, in other times too, and yeah. so. I think, I mean, kids are really perceptive. Like, like, are we more apt to try to silence them by sticking them in front of a device yeah. or so that we can pursue our devices or whatever it is that we're looking at? <laughs> or, um, or are we in, intentional about yeah. engaging with them? Like, do they have a sense that, like, we don't just love them, but we actually like them and like spending time with them and yeah. want their best? And um, so I think I think that that's helpful in helping to... I think, overcome some of those, um, the, the hurdles of like, like, oh, like, can I just go back to my video game or whatever? So. And
0: and you started, I mean, you're, Edward's 13? He's 12. 12. He's 12 yeah. um, you started when he was little, right? Yes. So yep. the earlier the better. Not like, yes. say, hey, not saying, hey, if your kids are teenagers, you're lost. Um, just don't even try. But, but if you have little ones, start now. Like, yep. make it a part of that. The culture, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I think I think we started with I think the Jesus Story Bible, and we would just read that when they mm-hmm. were really young, just after dinner. Um, the Gospel Story curriculum also has a one pager that goes through both the old story, new and long story, short um, curriculum. So I think that was the one we went to right after that, and that just has like three questions at the end of of yeah. each of the one page reading. So. Um it's a longer reading and there aren't as many pictures, so um so that one is just maybe a little bit more difficult to grasp their their attention, but yeah. um but it is it it's something that we've done since they've they've been little. So But so, it's never too late.
0: Yeah, no definitely. Um so usually about this time and maybe a little bit earlier I would have diverted to some other topic with the dad talking about some other just element of life, whether it's you know, read aloud or board games or some of the things we talked about in the past. Um, but for you, I want to, A, we only have about 10 minutes left or so. Uh, I want to I wanna zoom out for you to take this mission you've got for your family and then talk about your mission for the children's ministry at Lakeview. Um, kind of the, the elevator pitch for what you are trying to accomplish mm-hmm. um, at LCC Kids, why you're here, and how you're trying to take this stuff and, because... I noticed right away I was like, oh, like like I said I sent you a hey, I'm thinking about these books. You're like, actually, I have a plan. <laughs> and I love that. Like I'm even joking, like, I love getting shot down because oh, I'm not just on an island here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm part of a I'm part of something. Uh, so talk to me about and talk to the dads out there about your your vision, your mission at LCC Kids and what you're trying to accomplish uh, and how you're trying to do it.
1: Sure. Thanks for asking. Yeah, so just coming into um, to Lakeview, just seeing—I think um, you've seen the slogan "Growing Together for the mm-hmm. Glory of God," and so. Thinking that that's what the the life of, of our church um, looks like, and so mm-hmm. if you're looking at any of like the Instagram posts or whatever, you're going to see that tagged onto the end of the right. Lakeview Christian Center growing together for the glory of God, and so taking that and then building from that, that really like my vision or my mission is growing families mm-hmm. for the glory of God, and so. So I think that that involves several things. Is is one is we want, we want families who are growing. Right. Um, so not just having more children that we absolutely want, <laughs> want that, but but families who are, are are growing um, in in discipling their kids, in reminding their kids of the of the gospel, in, um, uh, in, in yeah, just seeking to pursue. Uh, family devotions, uh, which is why I'm really excited about the prepare Him Room and yeah. um, Old Story New Curriculum. But but also just when we like just turn Growing Families for the Glory of God just a little bit, we see Growing Families for the Glory of God in the sense that we're also on mission to grow mm-hmm. families for the glory of God. And so just to see what that looks like, like, I'm just so encouraged by the work that you're doing with POPs, because with POPs you're growing families for the glory of God. Right. And Um, like an effective children's ministry starts with an effective men's ministry or that's at least a key component of it but what does it look like for parents to be involved in um, partnering with other parents to share the gospel so as we look to build out the volunteers who are on mission that we're not just doing childcare or babysitting like we are on mission in LCC Kids to reach this next generation with the gospel and so so that's a, 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 a huge priority. And then um, some things that we're going to have on the horizon is just really wanting to um, to start connecting families more and more with one another. Right. And so like we talked about, you know, just growing your individual family and then LCC Kids family and that growing aspect. But mm-hmm. also growing and just like connecting with other with other families. So, um, Kresha has her first craft day coming up on, on Friday from 9.30 to 11.30 uh, here at the church building. So, there's an opportunity for for moms to come together and for, for kids to do crafts and games and things like that. So, we um, also- No dads, you don't,
0: you don't trust us with the hot glue or something? Um,
1: yeah, I don't know, <laughs> um, But for dads and moms together, We're looking at um, having some grade-specific activities planned, Um, probably, um, I don't know if we'll we'll start that in in December as the the calendar is is filling up really quickly, or if we'll start this um, um, in the next uh, next quarter, but um, looking for um, uh, grades, so all the kids know each other in the class but we're finding mm-hmm. the parents don't really know each other so hmm. having um, families come together in that grade so that they can get to know one another and right. grow together or we're growing families together for the glory of of god there yeah. where um just have like i was thinking like we could do like a stroller stroll for those in the, in yeah. the nursery where where like everyone gets their strollers and we go for a walk around a a park somewhere just an yeah. opportunity for us to connect or maybe we do a kinder garden activity where we have dad jokes and, dad jokes um or just have like the kids come together for a gardening lesson but like their parents are there too and getting yeah. to interact with one another and know one another and because the hope is that relationships are developed in these in these right. ways yeah. that are sustaining relationships that hey like you have a child who's the same age as my child. Like, hey, we're struggling with this. Yeah. What are some like things that you found helpful in, in that? And so just um, a way of, of hoping to help cultivate a greater level of community yeah. um, among the, the families in the, in the church. So that's yeah. a, like a nutshell of, of the direction that we're... No, I love um, that. We're it, doing
0: here. There's and, something about connecting with someone else who's in the trenches with you. Um, absolutely. Because it really is a battle, and and hopefully it's not a battle against your kids; it's mm-hmm. a battle for your kids. Yeah. Um But sometimes it sometimes you know there's friendly fire. Uh, if we extend the war the war metaphor a little bit there, and and so uh, having being in the trenches with other parents, I love you know hearing. I think there's I think we need both. Uh, um, I love hearing dads who are granddads now, mm-hmm. um, because I think they provide a long term perspective that we lose when we are. You know, we're right about the same range of parenting ages, and it's, it's easy to, to forget and get lost in the fog and have somebody be like, oh, by the way, like, that doesn't matter. Mm. You know, it's helpful sometimes to be like, "That you're really stressed out about that. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, or, and, and conversely, that's the thing you need to watch out for. Yeah. Um, I get that. But there's also something about having someone who's like right there with you be like, okay. oh, you have a fifth grade girl too that's like that all we have to say is those that sense to each other like oh you get it yep. right there's a certain <laughs> amount you just get right or you have a you know a precocious two-year-old boy oh i get that you know uh i'll tell you a story when we're done about that um but no i i love that man i love the community side of things it's part of what uh i wanted to see come along with pops i, yeah. I didn't think i wasn't sure that pops was what was gonna do it but i'm glad to see it happen yeah. um so uh, we're we're coming up on an hour, and I could talk to you about this for another hour, but I know you've got a meeting coming up. I do have um, one more
1: plug that I'd yeah, like to go. make. go. So, um, just grateful for your participation in the Reformation Sunday mm-hmm. thing that we did, and so not sure if everyone got a copy of the of the devotional cards that we had, but yeah. um, but those are um, those are those are posted online, and uh, just check your social media accounts there; you'll be able to find some downloads as we're putting out some instagram stories and things like that for that but i'll send the link in the
0: email that this goes with perfect great
1: um so yeah just an opportunity to connect with your kiddos on what we did on sunday so Mm -hmm. the the skits were phenomenal just really went above and beyond my expectations ask about the sausages (laughs) um and so um so to have this uh, these devotional cards to do at home um Hope that the kids just had a good time, and this is just a way to, like, start that family devotion time. If that's not something that you've, you've done previously, really fast, really, really quick, yeah. um, opportunity. But just really a beginning way of, of connecting with the kids. Um, Dude, those
0: training wheels help. Uh, they really do. Just okay. get going. You know, build some momentum. However you can use the use use seasonal things to do that. Use this. Use Advent. Use those tools to get your family in the rhythms and build the other things around them so it's not this weird moment, yeah. you know?
1: And, too, like, my calendar is pretty flexible. So if, if anyone listening wants to connect about questions or just for the resources that you'd yeah. like um, as you're thinking that way or maybe uh, things that you're struggling with with uh, the family. That's literally Ryan's
0: job, like, guys, is to help make this happen <laughs> in your family. So... so
1: um, so I love doing it. So, um, he
0: gets paid to talk to you about this stuff. So come talk <laughs> to him. Um, so anyway, Ryan, thanks so much, man. It's been a pleasure so, talking to you. I was just, again, I need to go back and listen to everything you said or watch the video. Cause there's lots of slides. Um, but it was so great. Uh, I'm really looking forward to how God's going to use it this coming year. And, and guys don't wait until new year's though. Start yeah. soon uh, get these patterns going. Um, event wise, we don't have a pops this November, uh, or December. We are just in the middle of the Christmas and Thanksgiving season. I'm in discussions with Pete about putting one more little doohickey in the calendar, maybe right around the beginning of this month, but we're seeing what we've work around. What else is in the church calendar? As soon as I know, uh, I'll send you guys an email and let you know what and if we're doing anything. So, uh, with that, Ryan, thank you for your time. Thank you, Uh, Guys, thank you for listening. And uh, as always, uh, thank you for loving on your kids. Bye.